There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Good Anime Spotlight. I'm your host, Mike, as always. Hey. And I'm joined by Jane Ethan. Wait, is it, and normally, is it gas? Are we just gas now? Yeah, we're gas. Um, gas, 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 gas. Yeah, he gets <laughs> Did it. Did we have a clip for that? I didn't know we had a clip. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, Wait, what were we talking about? Not just that we're gas now. <laughs> it's we're gas, gas, gas. We're Ghost in the Shell, uh, the 1995 movie. That's oh wait, that today, and that's guys. that's GIS. It's like GIS, you know. All right, all right. You, it's Gits, Ghost in the Shell. If you're gonna use in, you have to it. use the because no. they're both articles. No, okay. it's not convenient for me. Okay, well, you better Gits going. We watched Ghost in the Shell, the only one that I, I like. Think how you I called it the '95 version when you could have just called it the first one because it is the first Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, no, is it's it? just okay. called Ghost I, in you the know, Shell. You know, I was never yeah, no, then sure. Ghost in the Shell two immediately following, and then a whole bunch of other ones, but yeah. Well, not like following? immediately, Jesus but Christ. yeah, they're pretty close. Um, All I know is that once something is good, un- I mean, basically, Akira is the only one that I know of that never got yeah. that yeah. treatment. Like, they hey, never made an late. Akira 2. I mean, have you... We so, could ruin okay, it. So true. Quick, quick flashback. Uh, during a friend vacation, we were in North Carolina... Jay and I and, you know, all of our significant others and, uh, and oh, our producer. Okay. And we actually wow. started watching the well, the Scarlett Johansson one. And every everyone yes. made it about halfway through the movie, and we all went to bed. And we never finished it in the morning. I heard it was pretty bad. Um, we never finished it. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was funny how even knowing what was going to happen, I not only didn't know what was happening, <laughs> wow, but didn't care. You know, was, here's the thing. It's a relatively simple movie. Like, there, it there shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> Yeah, well, the problem is, is that it's a relatively simple movie that's yeah, yeah. subtle. And if there's anything we know about Hollywood remakes of Japanese yeah. classics, it can't be either of those yeah, things. That's fair. That's a good point. And see, they... Cinematography? More like shitimatography. Put oh, titties sh- in it. I'm sorry. Actually, the original did that more than you can. And ScarJo wants way more money than we Wait, have. Wait, did she not get naked do at that. all? So actually, note... Oh. No. What what do you fucking I think mean, this is? I just Seriously. sort of assumed. I, you think that you think anyone they think there's enough money on Earth for ScarJo to well, get like naked? Nipple naked? I mean, you... no, not nipple. That that is as naked as naked gets, brother. That is I that think is she's lit- wait, that wait, is hold infinite on. I money think naked. She's been naked in other movies. Maybe, maybe, but every time you do, the price goes up. It's like it's like uh, well, I mean, boxing well, fights. No, every time you fight, you take years off your life. Amelia Clark did it. Like she was, you know, she was topless in uh, the early Game of Thrones. Yes. She got fucking tired like, of it. Nah, fam, I'm par- I'm like a star of the show. I don't want to show my boobs. And they were like, Yeah, okay. The second the second she was doing like because she came from theater. The second she started doing theater. And people were trying to snap pictures of her titties in theater. She was like, oh, wait, this is a yeah. problem. Okay, wait. I, I'm going down bad places. Okay. Like, I'm literally taking my fucking clothes off, and you're taking a picture on something that has been recorded in high-definition close-up. Something wrong with you. And honestly, after that, I wouldn't get naked I, ever again. I cannot- oh, go ahead, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You should go. I'm going to do your LS. Okay, please. I was just going to say, there are very few movies that I've walked away from in my life, and I can only think of two. 
Ghost in the Shell, which we never came back to because there were too many of us, and it was that bad. The yeah. Scar Joe. And then yeah. there was uh, Batman Ninja, which uh, had to be broken up into into two parts, and that was. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have to correct you on this, uh, Mike, because there is, is a there? third one, and that is Alita oh, yeah, Battle. That movie oh. was so bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Alita I remember Battle that. Angel was so bad, I literally just forgot what Mike's second movie was. What was and it? And you know what? Yeah, I, oh, um, <laughs> Batman Ninja. It was <laughs> Batman oh, Ninja. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, that's incredibly uh, forgettable too. I guess so. God dang. Uh, I, yeah, see, you forgot, but I remember. Here's how bad Alita Battle Angel was. Um, that I have seen Aquaman twice and then once in Spanish and I couldn't finish Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was with you for the Spanish no, one. You're like, what do we watch? There was nothing good on except for Aquaman in Spanish and no matter how bad it was, still better than most <laughs> Jason Momoa's Spanish dub actor was putting in work, more work than was expected, desired, or really, you know, oh, wanted or paid for we- anything. He just, he was just putting I in the work. End of Alita. Did we come back to that or something? Or am I just I, don't, I, I do you? What's I, the end? Like where she's looking up at Edward Norton, right? Like the the whole she Edward yeah, Norton running up the cable and Edward Norton's yeah, in that I movie. It. Maybe you weren't with me when this happened. Yeah, no, no, but I watched uh, it at your house, Jay. <laughs> I think you didn't finish it the first time, and then we watched it together. Yeah, because Edward remember Norton? she's running up the cable, and her boyfriend gets cut in half. And then, like, Edward Norton is the guy up in the sky, and he was there the whole time. He's in it for, like, the last five seconds. Wait he was minute, the one making the calls down what? to the poor people. Yeah. What? Edward Norton? Yes, oh, my God. I, well, I don't remember. I don't think... I no, haven't we, finished it. I was it. at your house, JW, unless I watched it on my own, but Wait, I, don't I don't see him in the cast. I don't see Edward Norton yeah, in this cast. I mean, is he like? Hold on, Edward. Unless Norton. I'm thinking of a different movie. I, I mean, that I would am. actually be the ultimate insult, right? Like, <laughs> you can't even remember the other one that you walked out in the middle of. I don't think he was in Alita. Oh no, yes, he does have a brief. Yeah, ca- no, you're, you. he's right. Thank he's right. you. He has he has yeah, a brief right cameo. The, end, he's the guy in the sky that's been making all these decisions oh, of shit. who gets yeah. to yes. go up. Yes, it's just Wait, it's pictures. just a little hard to recognize him because yeah, he looks no, like no, it shit. was absolutely garbage. A hundred percent. I just remember that explicitly. Oh, it was post credit. Like, oh. So it was. Yeah, it's a post credit. That would be the reason. And why then, I don't. so then like, she partakes in whatever those races are, and she like win one, and then stares up at his castle, and then it cuts to him looking like that in glasses, and he just like right. stares down, and then credits roll. Right, it right, was, right, right, right. Okay, it was hot I remember garbage. that. I think we finished that, and it was hot garbage. Um, Maybe yeah. we did. But w- I don't remember but, any yeah. of that. All I remember is I think I got to the first time a um, a CG yeah. whip came at my face like it was a 3D movie from 1997, yeah. and then I've, I've promptly vomited well, like, in my so own mouth and left. There's the, uh, you know, uh, she's like get, falls in love with the guy that's in the gang, and then they start stealing parts, and then they help her out, and then she doesn't realize it, and then... Well, yeah, that's the Christoph yeah. Waltz parts. Right, I always remember you, that, because Christoph go, Waltz with go, a rocket-powered well, hammer makes me die. Farther, but then you go even farther in the movie where she's being hunted by that killer and he comes and like threatens her like boyfriend and then they try to 
and kills Kristoff yeah, Waltz. But then at the end of the movie, they try to run up that super long cable that has those blades that come down to kill anyone from climbing up to the top. I remember the blades. Like those yep. cir- yeah, you got then, me on that they, one. They cut her boyfriend that. into like 16 pieces. Yeah, she doesn't. She that doesn't sounds quite great, actually. <laughs> she, she tries to get to him. Well, it sounds like I missed the best part no, of the fucking movie. No, you just blocked movie. it out of your mind. That was the best part, and we laughed about it. Maybe I, I mean, it was the best part. Well, then I guess technically you didn't walk out on it, so I can't. I'm right again. That's like the fourth time this season. I want people to keep track. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. it. It is crazy to me that Christopher Waltz was in a Christoph, are you serious? Is you Christoph, ignorant Not Christopher. Mother- it can't be racist. I'm German, too. Yeah, motherfucker. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not appropriating German names. You're just saying it wrong because you're German. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, thank you. Should yeah. Probably, hey, you get we it. should probably talk about... What, you want us back oh, on topic? You know, well, let's see let's see how you feel about that thirty minutes from now when I'm the one having to pull all the weight talking hey, about this I fucking like movie. It. Oh no. I like it. I'll, I'll support Listen, did anyone We'll see what happens. No, 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 no. Let's let's did see what happens. Let's see what happens. Last week's, I, thought it was pretty I don't remember, no. That I'm sorry. Funny. I did. It's hilarious. I always read your descriptions just, and they're just... usually good and almost always don't have spelling mistakes. I just started talking about Black Panther two as a movie and then at the end I go, Wait, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> oh right, we did watch the anime. That's all right. Oh right, yeah. Because uh, I gotta go look at it. Couldn't now. stop talking about Black Panther. Yeah, that one made me laugh. Yeah. Guess which one of us uh, actually listens to our Wait, podcast? I do. I just always forget to check the thing. Well, okay, I do sometimes. It's not all the time, but I never check this. Uh, yeah, that's I what I thought. The, the thing. I I always have to give it. You I always have to give it a couple days before I go back and listen to it because I want to hear it from like. You know, uh, an objective sort of point fresh, of view yeah. where I'm not just yeah 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 so yeah nothing more but objective I, than listening to a thing that you made I know but how how hard can I make myself laugh that's the best part um, but yeah let's talk about it Ghost mm-hmm, in the Shell mm-hmm. 95 Jay why did you you pick this one right am I correct I why did. did you pick this one before we get into this just to refresh everyone's memories okay well I think I said last time but basically there are a lot of movies shows whatever that people consider classics because they love them. And then there's a lot of movies and shows and pieces of media that a lot of people talk about and watch and consider classics because of how they changed genres and how they changed how people perceived either like a certain genre, a certain medium, a certain whatever. And then there's classics that people say are classics pretty much because everyone keeps telling them that it's a classic and they've never seen it. And Ghost in the Shell, in a lot of ways, the, the 95 one, can be all three of those things. Yeah. Um, it sort of sits in a similar place as um, Cowboy Bebop for me, where everyone is pretty much on the same page and saying that it's amazing. Half of those people like such utter disgusting garbage that I don't understand how that can be true. And then another significant portion of those people who say they like um, uh, Cowboy Bebop, will say that they also hate it when other shows do very similar things. So going into it, Ghost in the Shell is like almost a kind of barometer in that it's not just whether or not you say you like it, but whether or not you can understand what it's trying to do and whether or not, regardless of whether you like it, you can say what it is and i think there's a lot of people who i've given this test to where like anime fans will be like oh what what are your favorite animes and they'll tell me their favorite animes and it will not include any of these classics and then i'll be like 
I like Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell. And they're like, oh, yeah, man, those are great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you like Ghost in the Shell? They're like, totally love it. Love it. It's great. And I'm like, my favorite character is the clown that chases everybody down and puts cyberware in their bodies. And they're yeah, like, yeah, that awesome. was pretty nice. fucking spooky. Like, right, exactly. That's that's what I fucking thought. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, like sure. I just love it when I just love it when characters are flawed and you know like they're really sad and it tells a very sad story that doesn't necessarily have a happy ending and they're like yeah me too and I'm like and that's why I like you know the the last season of Game of Thrones they're like yep hated it <laughs> Lo- hated it hated it I I want to die I am <laughs> okay my, my anxiety okay. is uh, steadily increasing during this description because at some point I get the feeling you're going to turn and look at Mike and I and go okay. Tell me, tell me what this is about. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It, I, what I'm going to say is, what did you like about it? And if you tell me how much you love the clown, oh, then well, yeah, I'm going to have a problem. That, yeah. I, I, for what it's worth, I did really like As long as you don't it. tell me how much you love the clown. No, no. Because, like, you, you can understand when watching it how, like, th- there are movies that I think a lot of people will just call, like, art house movies or artsy-fartsy movies or whatever. Beans. And I think there's a lot. Yeah, yeah thinking <laughs> sure, movies or whatever. Sure. And, and and in a lot of ways, I think there's that there's that classic person who's like, oh, I, I like this anime, but really I just turn my brain off and watch it. And then there's the opposite people who will basically actually be like, oh, th- this is this is one of those movies where I have to turn my brain on and I don't do I, that. I definitely know. So I appreciate it, but I hate it. I, I, I've, I know of people like that, although it's like relatively rare. I feel like you get the other one more often. It, it is pretty rare. It, it's also like... It's going away now because, honestly, society is going in more of an anti-intellectualism route. So people are no longer pretending to like things they don't like in order to yeah. sound smart. They're pretending to like things that suck in order to seem special. Oh, um, wait, are we talking about Black Panther 2 again? I, I'm confused. We're, We're talking Marvel? about, honestly, the Star yeah. Wars prequels, <laughs> and every single one of you will die by my hand. I mean, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> In fire and blood, I will take what is mine, and what is mine is those terrible ass um, movies. I think they're uh, pretty good. Um, you know, I, I really feel like uh, yeah, in uh, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, Minecraft, Minecraft. In the next season of Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones, it's coming. Don't worry. Uh, um, all right. Well, hey, Mike, do you wanna do you wanna leap into the breach with me, just so JW can uh, tell us we're wrong later? No, it's fine. Look, this isn't about no, I, like I putting a barometer out and being like if no, you're no, no, smart or not. You just what's in key to think Jay about though is that this is on his, you know, his trigger testing gun. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> oh, cocking my gun again. <laughs> yeah, I'm just practicing pulling this trigger. I'm just blind firing. Don't worry about it. The the gun that I keep suspiciously close yeah, 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 to my desk. One. So I I guess I am actually that really one. excited about this <laughs> like this topic though, just because I I liked the movie and it's like pretty obvious what the actual plot is about. And it's pretty. Thanks for that. I I uh-huh. appreciate that. No, no, no. That that's just that's just the magazine. Yeah, right, we keep yeah, talking. Yeah. No, no reason why that was added. Um, anyway, yeah. um, I I like the movie. I like the plot. Um, and I I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of like you know what the characters are dealing with. But the thing that I'm struggling with Ghost in the Shell is like connecting it all together. I guess. Um, so, like, for instance, mm-hmm. this is not a criticism of uh, the art direction in the normal way we would. I don't I don't know why the main character is nude whenever she like does these scenes. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong. I oh, haven't you don't? figured it out. God damn it. You sure about <laughs> <No>! that? <laughs> you don't you don't understand? Yeah, I do understand. Uh Mike, here, back me <laughs> No no Ethan, no no, go ahead, go ahead. I wanna see what happens first. <laughs> uh, uh... 
Um, I just yeah, I don't know. I just so, want so you to say l- look, 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 the consequences of Ethan's own action. <laughs> I set myself up. Not to be condescending, <laughs> but let's do uh, the little exercise oh, yeah. where we go like this is this is our interpretation okay. one. Yeah, yeah, I would actually really like this. Look, it, it's not a it's not about sounding yeah, yeah. smart. Because the, the way this works is that you think about the story, you lay out the plot and the ideas, and you go, I don't, what is it that you don't understand? And then you go, okay, what are scenes that support a particular thing that has been physically set? So take, for example, one of the many stilted, almost kind of annoying conversations with themselves that happen in this movie, where someone says something pseudo philosophical about the, uh, what it means to be human. Yeah. Right? Think about any okay, one of I'm those speeches. Of the one where she's and now in the think ocean. about all of the shots. Right, right. All the shots, all the cinematography, the visuals, and think about how those two things support each other. That is like the most basic, basic level thing you can pretty much do for literally every like piece of media ever. Well, here's so my biggest problem with this film. Was okay. Hold I'll on. wait. Was the lack of sepia tone and Dutch angles? I've just watched a lot of modern right. cinema, and the fact that I'm not, <laughs> I have heard those words I before. Not getting enough Dutch angles. You know, our producer is the one that taught me about Dutch angles, and ever since, I've just been looking for them everywhere. I just feel like if they're not in their lens flare, didn't get enough of it. Uh, you know, and I just feel like they used a lot of other tropes that like tons of movies that have come after it already used, you know, in the future, uh, they passed, uh, no, actually, I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie and I'm kind of interested in, in taking this deep dive with you. So if you would like to, to lead the class, we can kind of learn together because <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, now I did watch it, you know, we, right. we watched it done, I don't know, with commercials, but I also watched it with like half of my family. So, you know, sometimes there are parts that. Nice. Although, you know, they, they all watched it and enjoyed it for what it was. I don't know that they necessarily went as deep as, as you did, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no one, no one walked away, on, so. Yeah. Sure, sure. On the surface level, it's a spectacle. You know, uh, back in the 90s, this kind of animation wasn't really going around much. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of money. There's a lot of really nice, just smooth-looking animation, a lot of frames, a lot of cells that somebody had to hand-draw and like stack on top of each other. I don't know how that shit works. But you know, it, it's much like how like um I think I've said it before, but Redline is uh was supposed to be the swan song for that traditional form of yeah. animation and that it had almost been completely replaced by digital. Uh things like Ghost in the Shell, Akira, even Evangelion to an extent, they're all master classes in an art that's pretty much gone now in the sense that that was the most expensive, most hard worked, most like put love and care into it, traditional animations that you would see. So right off there, like that's generally, I think where most people will have their appreciation. They'll be like, oh man, that scene where she's trying to rip the fucking um, hatch off of that tank and just like all of her skin and wires and fake muscles and just start slowly tearing off with like no actual response yeah. from her face. And like, that's one of those things that you just can't do with an actor. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't you know. know if, right. If, Cause at the end of the day, you either turn it into a CGI mess that looks fake and shitty and has like bad transitions from the human element to the CGI element. Or maybe if it was like a 400 or like whatever, you know, avatar two is coming out. If it was like a billion dollar production, someone could maybe get this to look good 
with like what were theoretically physical actors or at least an entire CG production. But back in the day, this was the so only way you could get some of that Real quick counter on this. Uh, actually, not even a counter, maybe like a, a a helper in a weird way. I also don't think that this scene should be shot. Like, let's say you, you I mean, they obviously did this live action. I don't think that this scene should be yeah. shot with the same setup as this one is. So, like, uh, th- there are things that animation can do that humans can't and there are things that humans can do that animation can't and there's a reason why the mediums are both valid and why you shouldn't do uh very specific you know human interactions in animation and vice versa um so for instance if you were on stage acting you have to be big um you don't have a choice because like in order to reach the the shitty scenes you have to be um whereas if you were having a camera put on you the tiny little facial movements matter um, having a character mm-hmm. be as stoic while ripping their own arms off to get to the top of this tank and be a human, still be a human, would look very, very strange. Um, and you could say... And honestly, pretty I think bad. It would look bad. Yes, that's exactly where I was going. Because I, I th- it wouldn't I can look, already... I, and I, I didn't... I don't watch... It, yeah, yeah, it, it, would, it would look, look like improperly shit. inhuman. Like, th- clearly she's not feeling the pain because she's basically, you know, like uh, a, a cyborg, right? So, like, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, I'm trying to imagine what ScarJo's face looked like when there's literally no emotion on it at all, but she's just destroying her arms. And it it looks to me like it'd be terrible. And it's not because of ScarJo. It's because you tell a, an actor that mm-hmm. is used to having wonderful facial, uh, you know, facial expression to have no facial expression at all. And the point of that scene, I'm pretty yeah. sure, is to make it seem like this inhuman thing that you're doing, right? Like, it, it is absolutely wild. Like, no animal would go through this just to, like, get to, like, some very short-term goal. I mean, it would kill the animal, right? So, yeah. like, it is supposed to make her look otherworldly. And that's not how you would do it if you were yeah. human. Like, if you were doing non-animation. You would just right. make her look inhuman in some other very grotesque way. Like, you could have it be that her arms... You know, and this is still CGI. I mean, so that doesn't really fix it. I'm kind of going on the fly here. But you could have, like, her arms just get fucking wild and beefy out of nowhere, kind of like what it did in the animation, but, like, that it turns into levers or some shit. There's ways to do this where the character's allowed to have human emotion, which is what you pay a normal actor to do, while also still making them look inhuman. Um and again, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I wouldn't want to not do a CGI. No, no, I'm that. Th- they're different mediums for a reason. That's 100. 100- well, I mean, we got the image oh, up here, like of ScarJo in her version of the movie trying to pry the yeah, fucking see, this looks so off. So weird that we literally like, never a... got this far. It's it's <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where it's like, what else were they supposed to do? One, ScarJo's never naked again. Obviously, it, they make it far more abundantly clear that she basically has on like a green screen yeah. suit and they'll just put a bunch of lines on her that make it look like there's That's an like outer the shell. So that the fact that, so the fact that she's like a nippleless, like weird morph suit painted skin tone doesn't look so weird and disgusting. Yeah. Then when she's doing the scene of actually ripping the tank off, they try to like CGI on some like crazy muscle striations, which again is pretty much what mind the mind these. Did. Cause like it, it I don't know. It's the, it's no, okay. no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. And then they start like having these like what we call it, like uh, the skin the, the rips. She her her skin's yeah. ripping open. And again, that's what you can do with CGI. Because one thing you can't do, like if you're wearing, like, I just assume I don't know, but I assume that she was probably just wearing some kind of green. Oh yeah, suit. almost certainly. 
and everything below the neck, as you can clearly see by almost the visible line in change from her skin tone, um, you can pretty much know that at least most of the time she was wearing either a morph suit or a green morph suit or something, and they were keying her out and they were replacing this scene with you know a digital thing. And one thing you can't do with that is you can't add. You can only change or give the visual illusion of removal. Interesting. So, like, you can't have her knee joint shoot through the top of her fucking femur and, like, like, and watch every single one of her, like, mechanical tendons either push to the side, tear off, or start spraying, like, fake blood. You know what I mean? That would require a level of digital shit that would be so insanely fucking expensive, it would be prohibitively so. And this wouldn't even be the only scene where something that crazy would have to happen. So instead, they do what makes sense. They put her in a suit, they and then they can manipulate what those like skin level things. They can show her having striations. They can show her muscles moving around. They can show big tears, but they can't have her bones move. They can't have anything disconnect or really break off without making that its own separate asset. They can't show her individual fingers wrapping around the edges of this of this tank uh, fucking hatch and then watch her adjust position and then like do damage to her fingers trying to pull. That can't happen unless you just fully CGI or in this case fully animate the entire thing. And and that's that's the surface level like this is amazing. Um, at the end of the day, you can watch short films on the internet or, you know, short films in film in general and see really, really, truly amazing animation quality, both traditional and modern. You can see all kinds of crazy shit. We've all watched Love, Death and Robots. We've seen like all kinds of really crazy, spectacular CGI that is way, way, way too expensive to be made into oh, yeah, a I real mean, movie truly incredible though <laughs> but yeah it's it's very yeah, expensive yeah no and it's great it's a lot of times they're, they're almost like tech yeah demos, yeah that's true yeah where it's like hey hey it's like hey marvel studios if you want even more legions of barely paid interns to make something <laughs> this crazy you can hire us in a conjunction with 60 other firms and we'll do yoda's back hair i mean you know yeah, what I mean? like yeah. shit like that <laughs> In this, in this, like, one shot, we'll show Iron Man's, like, face slowly turned to dust. And, like, you'll contract an entire fucking, like, mini studio just for that. But um, that surface level critique, I don't think really explains why this has had such staying power, both in the genre of cyberpunk and in just the general world of animation overall. Um, honestly, as much as people can shit on ScarJo's interpretation... Uh, she could never do as much j damage as other Japanese production studios had already done to Ghost True. in the Shell because there are like a already them, right? a million remakes yeah, of okay. Ghost in the Shell and they all fucking suck ass. I mean, that sounds right. <laughs> um, none of none of them are as contemplative. None of them are as subdued. None of them are as just like sad and distant and somber. And all of them have what I guess you could pick up as some of the worst qualities of ghost in the shell and dialed them up like a, a classic case of just not understanding what the point is and what made it good. 
and just latching on to the pseudo-intellectual dialogue, the stilted conversations, and the robotic characters, and been like, yeah, this this is exactly what we want more of. I, I also and, think... Um, no, that is not what anyone would This is the exact of. scenario that... <clears throat> excuse me, that I... I haven't finished uh, Last of Us 2. Not like I'm specifically avoiding spoilers. I just wanted to context it. Um, sure. So, Last of Us 1 was just incredible. I mean, it's it's one of the games that you point at. I mean, I think Dunkey actually said this better than I ever will, but, like, normally when you play a game, you don't really consider it as a story. Like, you do, but, like, it's always contextualized within, like, well, it's a video game. It's always, like, you know, it's only going to be so good. Last of Us really breaks that mold. Um and it, it does so in this incredible yeah. way, particularly because the dialogue is so good, yada, yada. Um, and I think that one of the most critical pieces of that is that the story and the drama of it is just impeccably written. Um, and I was so scared when number two came out. Um, and I think a lot of, I mean, I, I think I talked to you about this, Jay. Um, and like, I didn't want number two. Yeah. I No one that I, that I knew that put this game in like the top games ever, I, no one yeah. wanted number two. Um, and this is an example. No. And for the record, I don't know how good or bad it is. I've heard middling things, but I've also heard like misogynistic things around it. So who knows? Well, um, yeah, exactly. But, like so far, I played like half, and it's pretty good from what I played. I don't know. That's actually not important. The important part about this is Ghost in the Shell seems like a perfect candidate for just it's one and done. You did this incredible thing. Where are you supposed to go from here? I mean, you have a very tight plot. Yeah. Um, and if you try to match this, and granted, maybe they didn't know that at the time. They didn't know how big it was or something. I don't know. But, like, how how do you match this? I Just well, do they, something they new. like, nine years to make the next one. Oh, so. that's so much worse then. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, that, well, that, and that's a clear, that's a clear indicator that no one wanted to. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, point. this is where the ugly world of manga rears its head. Yeah. Because this is based on a manga. They take a very, very, very selective snapshot of one piece of the manga and not really anything else. And that's where a lot of your problem comes from. Um, for example, I believe like there was always more story to be told, um, but nobody really wanted to know what to do with it other than to say, well, there's more story to be told. So now I can yeah, make right. more of it. Yeah, like Ghost in the Shell is really popular they must like the story. So if I just give them more of the story, they'll like right. it. Right. And I mean, that makes sense unless you understand what it is about this particular story. Because one, I, what I will say is that the worst aspects of ghost in the shell are it's characters, it's character writing and it's overall like meta it's, it's overall narrative. Um, so let um, this I, I think I had this conversation already once on the podcast, but like, there's a difference between writing dialogue and writing the show, mm. and a lot of people don't want to understand that difference because they want to be able to be like, oh, Game of Thrones season eight was bad because they didn't have books to base it on. That they just want to say shit like that, and instead, what they don't want to acknowledge is that the people who wrote Game of Thrones season one are the same people who wrote Game of Thrones season eight. And it wasn't just the two guys who are both sure, sure. whose names both start with D, I and I don't know. I don't know. And it's like you, everyone wants there to be like this. Oh, it's the bad writing, and they just want to say that they want to say it's bad writing, but then they don't want to go into the nitty gritty of like, well, it's the same people. So why is it actually worse? And then the result is that what they don't want to necessarily acknowledge is that 
there's dialogue, there's character writing, that there's dialogue writing, character writing, story writing, and then there's like yeah, episode. There's writing, a whole breakdown. Like event writing. And all of it gets lumped into like storyboarding or script writing. And all of the thing about those is that they're actually like four different disciplines lumped into one where you just expect one or two people to do it well, which is crazy, I think, but they do. So with Ghost in the Shell, you have a really, really strong vibe, I guess you could call it. The vibe is very very. It's very aesthetic. Yeah, it's very aesthetic. Do you mind if I pivot here? It's very visual driven. Just like a brief thing. I guess. I, despite this being cyberpunk and how cyberpunk is like visually very um, identifiable now, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. anything like any of the other cyberpunk stuff that I've watched. And maybe that's, maybe it's limited. I don't, no. I don't know. Um, but you can see all the things people yeah, yeah, copy. Absolutely. But it's yeah, not it, like it that. It is different. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with them establishing a premise, establishing a theme. And it, it's, it's not that just their setting automatically means they have to just do another cyberpunk, you know? Um, as much as we love right. cyberpunk edge runners, it, it was doing, <clears throat> excuse me, it was doing another cyberpunk, right? Um, and I, I still respect it a lot. Yeah. I have no complaint that it was doing that. But like, this is different that these are yeah. two different But it's things. its own visual yes, language. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's its own visual language. And this is not using any visual language that you've really seen before and frankly, probably still haven't seen after. Hmm. Because this say is, more on that, dude. I mean, I, what what yeah, what, what go, I was go, gonna go. say before was that like the writing and the characters are the weak point, but the strong point of the visuals. That's fine. The reason the strong point are the visuals and the aesthetic is that there is a very very different uh, kind of cyberpunk that you get out of this, and primarily it's because it's '90s future tech rather than '80s future dude, tech. Dude, totally say more. I'm so interested. Uh, so right one now. of one of the fun things about sci-fi is that it almost always deals with either the future or a parallel reality where things are different. And the fun, especially in doing something of the future, is you get to say things about what is now the present and in your setting is the past. It, it, you, you do it in like Futurama. When someone goes through like uh, one of the, like I'm trying to think of a good Futurama joke, but like, when Futurama has a joke where like, oh, I saw a spaceship. It's the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah, like Fry's right. popping off because right. he saw a spaceship. And his grandson is like, oh, that's just a spaceship. Like everybody has one. It's not a big deal. Like it's like a kind of like a middle manager sort of deal. Like I'm sort of rich, but not really. And that's about it. It's saying something about like how someone from a really long time ago would look at a car. Right. Because a car was this silly, impossible, you know, crazy, stupid technology from the past that no one could ever really conceive of. And now it's just everyone has one and it's and it's dumb. No one cares. And similarly, like you could look at the Internet. Someone from a long time ago might be like, oh, man, that's so crazy, cool and inventive. And now it's so taken for granted. It's like, ah, who, who cares? Internet access right, yeah, is just it like mandatory. And no one uses it And like, it we for also have good. like a better perspective on things in the past because it's the past. Right, right. And so then this intersects with dystopia, the idea that in the future things will be worse based on decisions being made now. So you take that concept of going into the future to say something about the past. And now what you're saying is like, here's the problems with society now that will cause problems in the future. 
but I'm inventing what it's going to cause, but it's so compelling that you think, oh, that's something we should be thinking about now and not yep. later. And that one is transhumanism and shit like so that. So this... Uh, I mentioned before that this is like retro futurism for the 90s and not the 80s. And I think that big, big divide is the internet. Uh... Cyberpunk is 80s future tech, which is why everything's colorful and violent and there's a lot of drugs and it's primarily critiquing capitalism in a boom situation. Like here's what your belief of infinite growth will get you. You'll get your infinite growth and then you'll regret it. Everyone will be so cracked out of their fucking minds on cyber drugs and whatever the fuck. And they'll all be free. They'll all be living the eighties dream and you're not going to like it. Nineties future tech is like the low ball version it's still the same things. Everybody, it's all still a critique of capitalism. This is what the future is going to be like. But it's 90s legitimacy chaser and government yeah, intervention. Yeah, I mean, they even have like the like super cops and stuff. CIA black yeah. ops. Like, like in the 80s, Instead like the cops of were on the, the back, individual. Quote, quote unquote, they weren't, but quote unquote, right? But by the 90s, yeah. nope, cops have it secured. Like New York City is now a yeah. safe place to be. Like I think that was during the 90s when that major change yeah. happened, right? Like. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah, war on right. crime, the crime at least in America, the crime bill. Like that's what this is about. And I mean, Japan really wasn't any different because in the 80s they had their their tech boom and in their 90s they had the fucking like financial crisis and the and like the borderline death no of their economy. Anybody. So yeah, no idea. It certainly wasn't like a bubble that popped that we did to them, purpose, but whatever. <laughs> no no, no yeah, reason. Pretty much. No reason. Or at least did did with the expectation yeah, that it would guess, happen yeah, that's at the true. very least. Either way, um, they were in a very depressed mood. So when you have 90s future tech, regardless of really whether or not it's from USA or Japan, to be honest, um, you have this depressed, like, hulking leviathan of a state that it has, just like 80s future tech, full control of anything that it means to be human and valuable. And that's bad, obviously. But the kind of aesthetic you get from this is far more dour. It's far more melancholic. It's darker. It's cleaner. And it's more oppressive. Whereas in 80s future tech, it's all about these punks trying to burn it all down because it's not worth having. 90s future tech is all about these people who can't do shit, never can, never will. And generally, it's about the few people who have some middling kind of power who work for the government and you know, whatever variant kind of thing and have to do that shit. Think uh, like, um, oh God, I forgot it again. The stup- the fucking Decker movie where he's Blade hunting Runner. replicants. I got it this time. Blade Runner, yeah. Like Blade Runner. Blade Runner feels way more 90s future tech than 80s future tech because he's a cop who has borderline infinite control and power over all the people that he meets and he has just free will to oppress them. And everybody he meets along the way hates him, is afraid of him, or both. And you can just feel the fact that he's a piece of shit. And even though he's just a cog in a machine, that machine is crushing every last human so, soul okay, around. Okay, wait. I want to touch on this, and, unless you want to finish your thought first. Okay, no, that's so I, when you were describing 80s future tech cyberpunk, I thought of Blade Runner. 
Um, and I, I mean, maybe it's like a bridge or something, or maybe I'm off. I really don't know cyberpunk super well. But there, there's, there's all kinds of different things, but think about aesthetically. I mean, that, I think that's why I went like, with it. Like, so, I mean, things, I guess it is bleaker, but like, although he is a cop and. Is it, is it, is it a giant cavalcade of ultraviolence? No. Because I that's mean, really okay. one of the separators of eighties future tech that, that like lawlessness, anarchism, and like huge okay, violence me, because that was what the 80s was like. Give me an example of like 80s future tech cyberpunk that kind of thing. Uh, well, besides actual Demolition cyberpunk Man. and Shadowrun and all of its clones. Demolition Okay, Man. all right. I know Demolition Man really well. Judge Dredd. Okay, I know Judge Dredd. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was just trying to center myself on that one. So... Like, think, like Judge Dredd is all about a cop who's just can murder every single thing in sight because it's all corrupt, anarchistic, and like free. Yeah. That is that is an '80s future tech trying to become that, like RoboCop. Yeah. But RoboCop is made. RoboCop, like the RoboCop, is a cop, but he's made by a fucking mega corporation. So, I I guess I guess the reason I was thinking '80s for cyber. No, damn it, for Blade Runner, is because yes, he is a cop, um, and yes, people are afraid of him. But like ultimately, he is only his like own power source, and he's very very beatable. Um. Like the the guy that like beats him, uh, Deckard? No, he's Deckard. Who's the other? I guess it doesn't matter. The the replicant that beats him, I mean, he just like tosses the dude yeah. around. It's not like he like breaks out this incredible shotgun or something. No, you know, you're right. You're right. Um, but he's also a super soldier that was made to be a like a piece of you, war. You mean Deckard you or mean the, like the a, replicant? I mean, they're both replicants. No, no, the replicant. Yeah, whatever. So, so yes, I know that. Well, we don't, we don't talk about sure, that. That's whatever, dumb. Blah blah blah. No, fuck. We don't know for sure. One of them's right, Wait, and one on, of them's which one dumb. Do you believe? I thought both of them were replicants. Deckard being a replicant I is dumb. I thought that dumb. was the accepted thing. It makes okay. no point. It makes Where no do you sense. Slot the All that matters. Live action Mario movie is 2020's uh, dystopia <laughs> because the dystopia is here now, and I have to watch a Mario. No, movie. I meant I meant like the original one. Like the one with like the goose. Oh, oh that one. Small heads. Dude, that's a killer question. Oh my god, I love this. That that is that is industrial. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to call yeah, it future I mean, tech. It's, it's just <laughs> industrial tech. Dude, that movie is incredible. That's just that That's a fucking nine inch nails album cover that someone brought to who's, life. Who's uh I don't know what the fuck that is. That is grunge and I don't know what aesthetic it was going for, but what I got looked like Southside Chicago mixed with like rivets. Just put more yeah, rivets netting. on anything. You, you need more everything. like I don't understand. Vietnam netting hang on, hanging off of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and there's mushroom goop everywhere. And this is just considered normal. Oh man, I love that movie so much. I, I do wish they had ruined but, that guy's but, yeah. career, but you know, whatever. Now what about what well, about whatever. the Chronicles but, of Riddick? Where are you putting that? Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chronicles of Riddick? That's also pretty okay. industrial, yeah. honestly, or or gothic. That's a little bit more of a forty k mm-hmm. vibe, depending on where mm-hmm. you are. Because mm-hmm. so you have to remember the original Riddick is like a low budget sci fi yeah. film filmed in the fucking dark in the California. No, literally desert. in Vin Diesel's basement. It, yeah, basically, or his backyard with some <laughs> sand thrown on it. Like that. The first the the first Riddick movie called Pitch Black is dirt fucking cheap. Yeah, really. And it definitely feels a little bit more like 90s future tech in its aesthetic in that, like, it's a prison ship that crashes. But, like, 
Pitch Black is not really making any political right. statement. It's not trying to be a particular aesthetic. And just to be clear, cyberpunk and politics are just right. hand yeah, in yeah. hand. You pretty much can't have one without the other. If you would ask about like um, uh, fucking shit. What's that one that we were saying came out like 10 years ago and we were so surprised? Oh, yeah. Psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Psychopaths is 100% a a 90s future tech thing but it's more importantly a ghost in the shell ripoff times a thousand like that that is 100% one of those ones that's just like this is ghost in the shell and everybody is okay with that because it's like kind of decent ghost in the shell but it it wears its references on its sleeve like it doesn't care that you know I don't mind that necessarily I'm like no no it's fine it's fine but like that that's the idea like if you want to think about other 90s future tech stuff that came out well after the 90s, like that's it. Like all these new Star Wars movies, that's 70s future tech with the big stinking ass buttons. Oh, yeah, Why does yeah. everything look like it's made out there's, of like there's vinyl? There's for this shit too. Isn't that, <laughs> Why are the buttons the size of my diesel, eyeball? No, Diesel Punk is earlier. That's like the 40s. What follows that? It's no, like it, Atomic it's, Punk or something. It's, no, no. Atomic Punk is Jetsons. The, uh, there's something in between. No, 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 no. That, that, every aesthetic you have is based on if you're if you're smart an aesthetic choice of what somebody thought the future might be like based on the technology that they had at the time in the 70s they were like oh man what if world war 2 comes back again <laughs> like that that was that the aesthetic was like 70s plastic and 50s german uni- military uniforms you know, like all of their guns were based on more or less real, like a military wacky ass guns from World War II. All of their uniforms either looked like allied uniforms or, or Nazi uniforms. You know, like everything that Star Wars has, it it brought from an idea of what the 70s might think the future is. And that's fine. That's that's what happens when you're in the future, right? when you're in the 70s and you think about the future. When you're in the 80s, you think about the future, you get yeah. something a little different. Diesel punk and like no, whatever other kind of thing it. where people are that that's like a cosplay yeah, yeah. aesthetic I, I was, where they're like I'm gonna put a gear on a top hat. Well, but that's really, more... that's right, that's somebody who wasn't in the Victorian era thinking about what the future, what someone from the Victoria era might think about the future, and it's kind of dumb. So, yeah, I was confusing. But whatever. You can the basic that. idea is always the, uh, that. I was. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine because it's related. related because the aesthetic is always. What do people of a particular era think of yeah, right. the future? And the reality is that because they can't think outside of their own reality currently, elements of their own design choices aesthetic are dialed up but yeah, kept I mean, the same. Steampunk is supposed to be Victorian era, industrial revolution, right. turn of the century, like that aesthetic then just dialed up yeah. to 11. Uh, you know, like... Uh, well, one of the other ones on here is Adam Punk, where it's like, what if this very, very particular like pulp sci-fi aesthetic from like the mid fifties? Yeah, yeah, from the mid fifties was like, what if we just made the future Jetsons? Yeah. So like, well, you already made the Jetsons, but whatever. Like, there, there it is. That's yeah. the future. Okay, fine. Like, you can do all of these things because every single one of these eras, even if you want to get more fine-tuned, had a design aesthetic. And then when you dial it up for the future, you get a pretty unique and cool looking thing that feels familiar, but at the same yeah. time alien. That's that's the general idea. Cyberpunk aesthetically is just that. It's just what, depending on whether or not you're 80s or 90s, or you can even get more fine tuned than that with more industrial elements. 
you can just make it an aesthetic and be like, this is a cyberpunk aesthetic. Sometimes that can just mean a, a fucking neon purple light in your window. Sometimes that's designing a matte painting to look like um, uh, fucking the movie that I keep forgetting the goddamn name of. Blade Runner. With Deckard. Blade Runner. That matte painting is so cool. Yeah, it may... Yeah, the matte painting's awesome. And it's like, what do I want this shit to look like? Well, downtown Chicago. Well, what was downtown Chicago looking like shit? Uh, I don't know, lots of different times, but it had different aesthetics every time. You know, they, they keep the they keep the weird, like, towers that go up and shoot fire out of it, like it's yeah. a factory. And you're like, what era is that from? I mean, the, the, it's almost yeah, not really even well, from I mean, an era. Pittsburgh's era. <laughs> well, sort of, but when not was that? That, that was ago. like the... No, 40s no. yeah well, i know but but not the same era as yeah, everything oh, well else then, yes that's true and then they're like oh and and then there'll be like 90s future tech where like oh, all the signs are in chinese or japanese and sometimes that's 80s future tech with um I, when i talked about cyberpunk that that fear of the japanese like market dominance and then it's like oh or it's the same thing but chinese like nowadays, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes back from like the early days of Firefly when Firefly yeah, was yeah, made yeah. in the early right. 2000s where they're like, everyone speaks Chinese as a second language. There's almost this implied idea that like China's going to take over the world and it doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's almost like a, a weird, tiny little rice grain of, of I mean, racial it's, fear. It's literally like just I mean, placed it's sort into of these like things. an Orientalism thing where you're just like implying yeah. that this... I mean, you know, you probably could keep yeah. it even shorter. It doesn't have to be Orientalism. I mean, it's it's just a grain of old-scale racism where you're like, this thing I don't quite understand is somehow going to take over because it's, quote, the other. Um, well, if you want any more evidence that it is Orientalism, uh, in this Japanese cyberpunk thing, um, the signs are in Japanese because they're Japanese, but they don't look like the Japanese signs that people put in cyberpunk. They look like the Japanese signs that their own society puts in slums. Wait, sorry. Are we, you're saying because in Ghost if in you the notice, Shell, that's the case? Okay. Yeah. In Ghost in the Shell, they don't have that same Orientalist perspective oh, because, saying. one, it's their culture. But, two, they're not weirdly injecting English in okay, there. Okay. I'm going to There's I'm not a bunch of, like, to make sure. globalist signs. In Ghost in yeah. the Shell... The Japanese signs that we see are the kind that you would see in a Japanese slum, whereas the Japanese signs you would see in Western cyberpunk are more... Are the kind of signs you'd see in actual Japan. Okay, cool. So, like, uh, the, the Japanese ghost in the shell is tackling it almost... I mean, I'm not saying it is a class perspective specifically, but, like, they understand well enough to know that they're not in, like, the happy parts of Japan. They're in the shitty parts of Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a Western idea that in this cyberpunk dystopia, one of the horrible things is the proliferation of ads. But at least at, it looks like from this particular perspective, that was not a fear. Or at the very least, they requisitioned it to a very particular poor part of town. Uh, remember in Ghost in the Shell, there's that scene where they have to run through like what I can only call like a bazaar or like a trading yes, yeah. thing or yeah, like yeah. a farmer's market or whatever yeah, the fuck you want to call yeah, it. It's... That entire time, they're in what are pretty obviously the poor parts of town because there's just water yeah, on the yeah. floor all the time and everyone just looks like yeah. they live in the gutter. That's where you see every sign, everybody buying or selling yeah. anything. And I think the implication here is that everywhere else, it's so post-scarcity that that shit just doesn't happen. 
Nobody buys and sells anything. It's almost a communist thing. It's almost like a Star Trek mm. thing where nobody walks around in the, you know, in the rich part of town in cyberpunk doing fucking anything because there's no crime. Well, there's no, I, I think there's a post scarcity world. You, you have everything you need. It probably is like magically appears in your fucking apartment. Possible, and I could be wrong here. I think we might be assigning too much credit here. Like the, the world where like well, the world no, is very good. I, what I'm assigning is an aesthetic. Okay, well then yes. And yeah. aesthetics tell stories. And all the aesthetic is, is poor people have advertisements, rich people don't. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And that's yeah. because, at least from an aesthetic perspective, all of those ads and all those signs and all those conflicting colors looked dirty and gross and poor. Whereas the rest of the shots of the rich parts of the city looked clean, angular, white, you know, not dirty in any capacity, skyscrapers stretching up into the sky. There's no smog. There's no gross shit. It's not like Blade Runner yeah, where you, you can't fucking yeah, right. see jack shit through the soup except these weird industrial looking pyramids and random towers that keep shooting flame for no goddamn reason. You don't even know what the yeah, fuck's right. going on. But in this one, every shot of the city is this beautiful but calm and sterile environment. And that distinction alone is enough to at least make surface level you know understandings of even if the person who drew it wasn't thinking i'm going to make all the poor people have advertisements because i think that's what poor people will have in the future they clearly did it unconsciously when they were designing their shit they were said this is going to look dirty and busy and poor and this is going to look clean and upscale and sterile and that distinction tells you something about what the person who made it thought the dystopic future might look like. And it tells you something about what they think about their own current society and what they don't like about it. Hmm. Okay. All right. So if, if now is, if now's a good time for it, I want to get back to my confusion v, uh, as it relates to why she has to be nude for um, the scenes. And I, Oh, I, there's really no, no good. Really? Reason. I, are you? No, look at, Think about this like a Dr. Manhattan okay. situation. The point of her being nude is to make her seem like she behaves in an inhuman fashion. Normal people feel embarrassed when they're naked all okay. the fucking time. She doesn't because she doesn't think of herself as human. Uh, well, okay, wait, that's it's a good It's the same reason, thing then. that you can say yeah, about I mean, Dr. Manhattan. That, that's a good No, reason. I understand. But you can say the same thing about Dr. Agree. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, when he's floating around, they don't, they don't snap zoom to his dick. Yes. All right? They don't deliver dialogue with his pubes tickling the fucking yeah, yeah. camera and, frame. And I do want to make something clear. My interest in this is not like from like a reactionary perspective. It's just, I trust no, I understand. this... this you know this movie well enough to know that they did this on purpose and it wasn't just to like they did to be like a fan pleaser this is like a one-off movie you know no no Um, no you're right it wasn't there is absolutely no reason why no no sorry there is a very good reason as to why she's naked there is absolutely no good reason as to why she's naked so fucking much well it's only whenever she's doing something specifically i think that absolutely not I, I remember no. it's during the, the entire for sure, right? So, yes, when she's trying right, to be like, invisible. Come on, like they, um, they do that. Like there's a connective tissue there because the one guy wears a coat that makes him invisible. Sure, exactly. Which really begs the question is why she needs to be naked to do it at all. Right. 
you literally wrote into your script a method of becoming invisible that doesn't involve being naked. And the only character in your in your little group who becomes invisible is also the only one who's a hot lady. Right. And I, the only one who has worth, to be I'm, naked to uh, do it. Obviously, given the nature of what we always talk about here, I'm willing to accept that like fan service exists. I just want to believe sure. that the show did this on purpose. I mean, it's it's so like... And then there's the robot that they trap the hacker in. You're, you're criticizing it for also being nude? Is that what you're saying? Literally, severed arms, severed torso, nothing but tits right. and a head. But My like, guy, I, I think that could have been anything. That could have, you know, and the thing is, is that the whole point of that character is that this is a rogue AI that is trying to, one, is right, trapped agreed. in a body, which is not where right. it wants to be. And two, that is trying to make its diplomatic thing or whatever that it's human or at least as good as human. And it's trying to convince two actual humans in the room that it's human. So it makes sense that one thing you would want visually is this distinction between the yes. humans talking to the obviously yep, robot. I can dig that. Have it have no skin. Um, okay, but I, I think that would make... Okay, hold on. All right, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to defend and also attack it. So, on one hand, I think that if you made it have no skin, it would make it seem too inhuman. And I think they achieve what you're after by having it be a ripped-up body later on. Because I, I think the analogy there is that this, you know, this AI, the sentient AI, essentially, is is in a trapped form that is fundamentally a broken thing that can never exist. But it can exist together as something, like, you know, with someone else. Like, having the, the body be ripped apart is, like, I mean, it is a shattered person that... Do you get kind of what I'm going for here? I don't really have the words for it. I, I, I get what you're saying. Everything that you're saying is true. All I'm accusing the, the thing of being is that they probably had a laundry list of ideas that could all show every single one of these ideas. And in every single instance that they wanted to show this idea in the movie, the only one they ever came up with was naked with titty nipple. Yeah. Out. I mean, it, for what it's worth, if it really is, it, just it's not, that. it's not, it's fine. It's just annoying. And it's disappointing for a, a thing that's so contemplative about everything else it would just be like, and now we're going to have another nipple scene. I was like, all right, well, fine. At the end of the day, if anything, the ScarJo version shows that you can do it both correctly and incorrectly, and the nipples aren't really an essential no, element. I, yeah, I, and at the end of the day, it, like, and again, like, just like Dr. Manhattan being naked, th there's, there's what you wrote in the script, which is that Dr. Manhattan's always naked. There's what you drew on the panels, which is that, yeah, Dr. Manhattan's always naked, but you don't draw a dick in every <laughs> yeah, single right, fucking right. panel he's in. And then there's Ghost in the Shell, which is like, yeah, they have to be naked a lot. And every time they do, you are bet your sweet fucking ass I am going to animate some lovingly crafted nipples I on I mean, this that one. is true. Um, and I, I guess I'm searching for a reason why that's the case. Um, again, because I, I want to. There trust is no reason why that. I, for the record, would be the I case. think that's a good argument. There's only a reason why. <laughs> Yeah, there's only a reason why you would have the script yeah. level version, why you would have the panel level version, why you would have the storyboard level version. And then they're like, and here's this version where 
she'll be de- where the robot with the rogue AI in it will be delivering lines and that and titties are taking up 30% of the frame. And then there'll be a scene where they both lay next to each other and have a discussion about what it means to be human. And their titties are taking up 30% of the fucking frame. All right, let me. And then there's going to be another scene where she uh, rolls onto her back and rips her coat open. And you bet your sweet fucking ass that even though she's been hiding behind cover this whole time, you're going to see them, them fleshy mountains, them, them peaks. Because so it's happening. You- after you just set up all that, I'm going to make two half-hearted arguments um, because I, I don't know. I, I don't really have a horse in this race. I just, I, I like to try to believe the author whenever something is clearly good. Um, and the only things otherwise I can think of is, do you think there's a chance that they chose two women because like inherently they do give birth to a new thing? It could be like an, yeah. No. I mean, that's one argument. Um, and then she gets put in a little gothic lolly yeah, body. I mean, that was, I, mean I think they're trying to show like a rebirth though. Like that she does, they set this up on some measure. Like she does talk about how whenever she comes out of the ocean where she could drown um, because she's extremely heavy because she's a cyborg. Um, she talks about how when I rise to the surface, like my head gets all giddy and I think about the idea of rebirth. I think about like I'm seeing the world anew for the first time. So like, the character might not literally say I want kids. And I think it would actually be super disingenuous to like play like a sexist card to be like, Oh yeah, that's just her wanting kids. Like that's a dumb take. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a correct angle, Yeah, but it's pretty clear that she just wants to feel yeah, right. anything. But, like I can see why they would. And like fear and death are the only things that she but, but feels I, for I anymore. I can see the angle. I can understand why the artist would choose to put them into the body of a child because like they gave birth sure, to a new sure. life. It's not, it's not like it's just them. I, on the, I, I mean, that's what they say they want to do. They, and then they got to put that line in there that says, this is the only one I could find on the black market. Wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, and you're like, Oh, well, that's why they're on the black market. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't read into that too, too it's, much. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Look, none of this like not ruins at all, the no. movie. None of this really makes it terrible. It's just one element that at the end of the day, no one's going to cry tears of blood if it's removed or changed. You could change it. It's fine. But anyway, the the other thing I want to talk about is my fun little conspiracy theories Can't for wait. Ghost in the Shell. Shoot it. Because one thing that I like about the movie, specifically this movie, is that they make sure to have different eyes for the cybernetically enhanced and the normally human. You will notice whenever you are watching this movie that every single person who is cybernetically enhanced constantly stares at the camera with their eyes almost completely open. You notice that like initially with, with with no eye glint, dude, the guy in the trash truck, like it was, it is haunting. That dude in the trash truck, like immediately caught my attention by the way that he was moving around like a normal person, but it's like his eyes refused to match anything he was doing. Oh, Blink, motherfucker, gosh, please. Was, so, he was like, yeah, I just learned and from sometimes a they do hack into something, and he's just staring, and he's like making like noises, but it's like his eyes are just not allowed to interact with the rest of his emotions or body. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you, know, you know that sometimes when like an animatronic does its little line, and it seems human, but then it resets back to the default starting yeah. position. That shit. They capture that oh, perfectly. Yep. Every single one of these characters who is a cybernetic or at the very least has been mind hacked 
they act out being human in a very convincing way. And then like in a frame, they'll shut down. And it's like, wow, there is nothing going on. And they'll be sitting next to the other guy in the trash truck who seems like a perfectly normal human. And it's almost like, wait a minute, am yeah, I just seeing yeah, things? No. Is, is it, this just, cra- am I crazy? To realize like, no, this is part of what they did. Like this is on purpose. Like it took me a couple of scenes of watching him next to the other guy in the trash truck. Just like, nah, I don't really care about that. What are we doing? I don't know. Come on, man. And then watching this guy just go, ha, ha, ha. and I was like, oh. That's so freaky. Did they mean to do that? Oh, yeah. No, they did. Okay. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that Oh, a lot. yeah. It, it makes you think about, like, that line from Jaws where oh, the yeah, guy we're is gonna describing need a the boat? shark. And he's like, it's got oh, dead oh, eyes. Okay. No. Yeah. It's like, it's got dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. And then you see it on the shark. It's like, eh, it's a little spooky. This is, this is the only time I would yeah. say that in a descriptor. Like, no, no, no. These people had dead yeah. eyes. They looked like they were completely fucking brain dead from the nose up. So weird. And then something else was just powered in their goddamn you know, body. It is uh, the only, I'm looking like, at like uh, eye shots too, and this is the only one I can find dang. of the trash truck guy where he looks sort of human. Um, which this doesn't help anymore. Yeah, he looks no, a little bit one, okay here. One. But um but then uh, but, there's like there yeah, are some pictures, but, like, but you guys most are totally of the time, right. okay, hey, no, you know I still I still don't even think he looks human there. Like really look at his face yeah. and just see like how his eyes yeah. are kind of like dead staring in the computer as if they have nowhere else to be. Yeah. And like his, he's just, he's interacting normally with the rest of his face. I, I disagree. I don't think there's like a single real scene until maybe he's, you know, learning that it was all Broken. a lie that he yeah. starts to kind of feel normal. But no, I, I think from the beginning, hey. they really, they, they do it subtly at first and you don't really notice it until he gets into the trash truck and you see like him next to his partner in crime for the first time. And then you kind of notice well, the difference. Yeah. And it's on the yeah. major too. Yep. The major, I mean, the major has yeah, dead absolutely. eyes. Um. Hey, yeah. you know what? Oh, the major's eyes are empty. Uh, but at least, like, why it's not so bad with the major is because you're kind of expecting it. When it gets to the trash truck guy, you're like, oh, this guy. Why would he be? Oh my God, he's integral to the plot. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Yeah, I I can't even really describe what it is that no. they're doing because like you'll see shots. It's like, well, maybe this doesn't look that bad, but like, no, no, something <laughs> always looks wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, with those I'm fucking people, never and it's like God damn. You know, I'll, I'll call myself <clears throat> yeah, out. No, you're I never did comfortable. not notice this as much as you guys did. I think oh, I just took it as it like the, main character syndrome. No, but now that I'm looking back at first, it, yeah, it was the first thing I noticed. Like off the bat, like after they introduced the major and they get to the trash truck guys, my instinct just told me like, hey, what's up with that guy? Like, why does he look like that? Like, is it is it just bad animation yeah. or? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh God, yeah, the oh, one with oh, the, the pictures that. That's borderline oh, fisheye. Yeah. That shit's hot. Uh, you know who took that picture? Somebody tell me who took that picture. From what angle do you take that <laughs> it's a, picture? It's from? a cyber <laughs> selfie, dude. That's his. That's his goddamn mug shot when they like took. Uh, they took footage from the from the GoPro. My God, like he he got picked up on a security camera, and it's like this is the thing I hold around and try to show everybody that says my daughter's in it. And I just love that. I love that little detail where he keeps yeah. trying to show the guy his daughter, God. and he's just like, "No, I don't want to fucking see that. I don't want to know anything about you. I don't want to like you." And it turns out the entire time, like that, that picture was basically yeah. blank. It was just him staring into the camera like and a the psycho. Other guy, <laughs> it's the other so guy scary. Never even I mean, I think... No, he never saw because he never looked at purpose, it. If this is on purpose, which I think it is, um, if this is on purpose, I mean, this seems like a pretty direct nod to Blade Runner, right? 
Yeah. Like oh, I, I think for sure. ha- I mean for sure. I'm not that's not a criticism. I think this is a you know what this actually no, a perfect no, no, no. callback. Yeah. This is exactly the kind of thing that you can do in animation that you can't really pull off uh, on actors as well. Like this is a, a wonderful execution. Yeah, at least it would look it would like shit. It would be really hard to do yeah. this. I mean you would almost have to like you know what? Okay, this is the only way I can imagine it. If you put on basically like uh, opaque lenses on an actor or extreme, almost totally opaque, but not quite, um, but then made it look like it was still a real eye, which you can do, then the actor couldn't focus on the person they were looking at. And like, or if you made it so that an actor yeah. had to open their eyes much wider than normal, maybe that would work. Um, you, it would be yeah. very hard. You hit him do. with the shit at the, at the doctor's <laughs> office where yeah, they yeah, have yeah, to yeah, look yeah, at your yeah, cornea. Yeah, yeah, you hit him with that. You hit him with one of those, and they're just like, whoa, they're too busy like looking at their hand <laughs> shadow. And you're just like, all right, act. And like, oh. Uh. And they're just going to stare at like the the darkest part of the room the entire time so their eyes don't bleed. Yeah. There you go. That, also, for it. what it's worth, that, that last picture, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't the, know how like, you, you know, where he finds out he's like a replicant or whatever. Um, well, he doesn't even find out because he still yeah, no, thinks it, he sees yeah, his daughter no, take, in that picture, takes, which no, sucks it takes ass. Him a little bit to kind of, because right at the end, he goes, it, it was all a lie. Like, it's it's just breaking him. And it, well, yeah, he's start he's starting to yeah. believe it, but like I don't uh, yeah, no, think he true. sees yeah, anything no, different. I, I, you know what? I, I kind of like that. And it's almost yeah, worse. People are telling him he's not looking at his daughter, but he's seeing his daughter. But being told by so many people that it's not there, he literally doesn't know what to yeah. do. And, and even though it's real, he's effectively. You know what being this is, guys? Um, and <laughs> this is what JW said earlier, and I believed him, but didn't have an example for. This is just Westworld. Like, I mean, like this, this yeah. instance, right? Where like this, you know, a character looks at it and is like, what is this? It's like, oh, it means nothing to me. That like, if that's not, and also. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like anything Westworld to me. It's about the idea that like, yeah, I mean, you can like get an AI, but like they won't know if you don't want them to know. Like, yeah. you know, the idea of like, what does it mean to be <clears throat> a human is like pretty core central theme of oh. Westworld. You think you think the opening sequence of Westworld has no connection to the opening oh, sequence totally of Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, why would I think that? Including the part where they where they dip you yeah. in like skin yep. milk. <laughs> I, I didn't realize in and, which is nobody thinks is the ever an efficient way of putting <laughs> skin on anything. <laughs> Like nobody thinks that, and it's like no, 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 no. That's how we do it here in the business. Okay, we dip you in the skin tank. Oh man! And you come out looking like a milk bath, motherfucker. And then when you come out, we spray tan you to look like a person. Flakes off. Yeah, I. It's a latex pool, man. I I just I might go back and. It's kind of like um. What is that? What is that called? Um. Hydro, like hydro, uh, uh, producer would know, but the oh, you're oh, talking oh, about the paint um, dipping, yeah, hydro yeah. dipping, yeah, yeah, like essentially, this, this, for yeah, a yeah, permanent yeah, screen printing, hydro, they're hydro dipping skin onto people. <laughs> like, I'm gonna put you in, mm-hmm. you're gonna come back up, and the skin's gonna be on perfectly. What <laughs> look, what it's gonna be gross, I, I, it has a very particular form, but it's just like hydro s- screen printing where you, you put the screen on a layer of like oil or whatever. And then you dip the thing in it, and it like instantly prints in a three-dimensional like water touch format. Whereas, I believe normal screen printing is that you would just print it on a screen, and then you would put that screen on the thing that you want it to have on it. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Well, I'm glad that we have you, Jay, as the screen printer of the bunch to tell yeah, us. I, I I'm think glad Derek's in the chat trying to set me straight by going, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. I guess yeah, that's yeah, close enough. Fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, just yeah, like, remember, it's his whole job to do this. Moment, not, he probably even has... Any moment he could just Derek, do you have a machine that does the water dipper? 
Do you have a water dipper, dipper at the place? Mr. Water Dipper. The I, you know what I mean. Uh, the water. Oh, well, you don't I have don't one. Oh, that, about sucks. It, then. that sucks. Yeah. No. That sucks. He only makes t-shirts you know, of, and stickers. Of all and the shit. times for the producer to come on and maybe correct something, you think we could have baited him out with that? I know. I, know. I really thought it might silent. work. <laughs> he he had one chance to impress uh, the whole world, and was, no, I ain't got the water dipper. I ain't got the nope. I ain't got the fucking nope. ghost in the shell. Jw <laughs> explains a whole bunch of things that are wrong. Derek. Yup. 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 Is that how it works, yep. producer? Yup. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, anyway, my conspiracy yeah, theories. My conspiracy theory. Oh, I know, we got sidetracked. My conspiracy theory is that Kitsuragi has been mind hacked. Wait, shit, hold on. Which one's Kitsuragi? Um, the Major. Jeez. Oh, okay. The major. I just couldn't watch remember her it? last name. The main name. character. Three names. You, there are major literally like three names you need to remember. I don't even know her I first mean, fucking I know name. That, <laughs> I just know she's Millie or? Major Major Kitsuragi. I don't fucking know, man. It's Millie. Yeah, it's Millie Vanilli. Yeah, Millie yeah. Vanilli. It's Major Millie Kitsuragi. Very no, Japanese no, 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 name. No, 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 no. I believe that she has been mind hacked by Matoko. Puppet Major Master. Major Matoko. I knew it was an M. Uh, I believe that because, um, unlike uh, one, Major Kitsuragi acts even more inhuman than all of her other inhuman co workers. I mean, agree there. Um,. Yeah. She takes robotic acting to the next yeah, fucking it, like, level. So there's And the only person who out robotics her is the rogue AI. There is a um a criticism that I saw online about like how bad the voice acting is. And um for the record, yeah, I mean it could be better. This is like a product of the nineties or whatever, but like well, th- this is also one of those things where I-, I think I said it before in the discussion, literal translation yes, problems. Yeah. Um where someone's like, oh, the kanji for this means the thought of being in a pool upside down on a Tuesday. And it's like, well, they wrote it in here instead of just being in instead of using the word inverted and being OK with it not being like a one to one translation. I'm just going to say that entire fucking sentence and concept. So, like, yeah, there'll be scenes where one character's in there like, why do you uh, dive in your free time? And she goes. Well, when I hit the bottom of the ocean, sometimes I feel what I feel the darkness and the pressure, and I feel like I'm about to drown or die before the floaties start bringing me back up. And the head rush makes me imagine what it's like to be human. I'm like, all right, you didn't have yeah. to say that. You could have just said it makes me feel alive, and I would have gotten it, and it would have taken one <laughs> sentence, and then you could have just sat there in awkward silence, and I would have even understood yeah. the point better, which is that she's a she's a crazy freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. By, by explaining who, less. who while wearing a, a 600 pound exoskeleton around her brain likes diving <laughs> aka jumping in the water and praying to God some emergency flotation yeah. devices right. will bring her back up alive yep uh. yep Wait, uh, shit, what were we... You were driving at a point, kids, though, kids, on this. Because yeah. the conspiracy theory is that Kitsuragi has been brain-hacked. Oh, yes. Either by Puppet Master or by somebody, because she seems even less human than anyone. We know she never once references her previous life outside of the military, doesn't seem to even have one, as far as anyone yeah. can tell, and acts even more robotic than anyone. One, I don't care if the oh, manga just, just tells so you me know, she it's does. Kusanagi. I think Kitsuragi yeah, I, I was going to say, I didn't think it was, uh, oh. that's from Evangelion or something. Yeah. Or wait, no, no. My Sorry, bad. We did this last week. 
Kitsuragi is from Disco Wait, Elysium. which one of these is Martin Kitsuragi Short? Which is... one of these is Martin Short? <laughs> I think that was All right, later. I like Kim Kitsuragi, and I don't have any problem accidentally implying that the major is related yeah. to no, Kim no, from Kim's Disco great. Elysium. Yeah, so Matoko I don't care. We love Albano Clark. They're married. They're married, my, and they have wonderful thing, robo sex. My favorite thing I just learned is Bateau's last name. Uh, where, oh, hold on, where did it go? I yeah, also, while, while you look oh, for you need to address that. No, 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 what did, you, what did you say, Jay? Yeah, the Bato guy? Is that how you say I it? I think JW it, was busy it, uh, yeah, complaining Bato, about... Yeah. Bato, Bato Butetsu. I just think that's a great name. Just simple. Bato yeah. Butetsu. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun that's little a alliteration. Anyway, that guy acts like yeah. a person oh. and is just as modded out as she is. I totally... I believe your conspiracy theory. I also, for the record, when I was watching this, just kind of assumed that she wasn't really human because, A, the way she talks, and this is what I was talking about with the dialogue thing, her delivery of it makes her sound like a fucking robot. And, like, some people, I think, would be like, well, that was bad voice acting. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was pretty purposeful, Um, and not just because of the the way she portrayed it. But because of who her character is, her character is supposed to be like, I'm not 100% sure about my humanity. So, yeah, if she, if she, she yeah. turns out to be a robot, at the very totally least, sense. At the very least, what is 100% true <clears throat> is, yes, that this is on purpose. She seems, she, despite the fact that she's a cyborg, which really just means that she's a human mind in a cyber body, she doesn't act no, like a human doesn't. at all, even though having a cyber body really shouldn't influence that. Also, and more importantly, that is this quality of her that attracts Puppet Master. Puppet Master is an artificial intelligence. And despite the fact that he constantly says that he should be treated as human, it is abundantly clear in his private conversation with the Major that he does not consider himself human. He considers himself, at the very least, different, possibly better than human, as far as intelligence goes. And that he wants to take her with him and go into the sun or whatever the fuck never, before he gets sniped in the face and models. dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before they before they fucking uh, uh, Dracula 9000 yeah. themselves. Okay, also, so you I could just, just... Wanna, but anyway... I want to pose this uh, now yeah, with... Yeah. Um... That, that, is the, that is the thing that makes them similar. When he says, I think we're not so dissimilar, that's what he means. You act like a robot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally bite that. That's fine with me. Yeah. Um, I just want to pose this, that now with this and... Um... JW's cyberpunk edge runners uh, conspiracy that not only does Jay have rom-com corner, but uh, he is now host of the group mm-hmm. called Jay Anon, which is just uh, apparently some <laughs> sort of cyberpunk based conspiracy theories about anime. So uh, it's weird oh, that no. like I have two nickels here, you know, let's just say I'm going to keep posting. Unlike other Anons. <laughs> I know poor Q. <laughs> Imagine, imagine worshiping a guy as a god, and then he stops posting. Like, even when you were a crazy lunatic, you're at least your god posted on 4chan, and motherfucker stops posting. Even this god left you. How much does that suck? Public access television with Jay's conspiracy corner, and we're just gonna let him rant about uh, all these uh, (laughs) conspiracies instead of. They're going to have to remake God is Not Dead and just call it God Has Stopped Posting. <laughs> God's feed has gone dark. Oh, man. Yeah, hey, I, I'm How here to sad. sign up for these conspiracy theories. Cause, uh, well, yeah, because I think these are interesting yeah. and actually could po- potentially hold some validity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like not really a conspiracy as much as like a hypothesis a theory, that could just potentially be true. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no yeah. conspiracy. And at the there. end of the day, it doesn't matter whether no. it's true. Much like Decker and the Wait, replicant. I want to hear this. Why do you not it, think he's a replicant? Like, I, I thought that was the thing. I, it doesn't matter. Okay. Fair, One, I guess. the point is that it doesn't matter. Because the point of the movie of of Blade Runner, thanks wow, God, I actually I didn't realize that was the point of, But I'm, I'm glad you got there. That's yeah. what I was fishing <laughs> yeah, for. Sure. Yeah, the the point of Blade Runner is that a man whose job it is to hunt down those who deviate from what is ordained humanity cannot tell the difference between human and not. Okay, yeah. So I I guess that's true. I, so it doesn't really matter. I think that it improves the story if he's right. human because it makes more sense to the point if a human can't tell the difference. Yeah. Because Blade Runner, I believe based on Philip K. Yeah. Dick, we uh, dreaming of a uh, is all about the Turing test. Specifically, the Turing test being that stupid bullshit test that nobody actually thinks is good. Where if you can't tell the difference between a human being and an AI imitating a human being, then you might as well just call it a human being. Um, Nobody thinks this is a valid test for everything, and you can pass a Turing test in 20 seconds on the phone. It's stupid. It's 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 dumb. But it makes for a great story when elaborated on. Yes. Hey, you know what? I'll take take this. So I think it's better. I, I can see that. I think it's better and makes more sense that Decker is human because of what it's coming from. It's certainly a more positive story if he is human. How about that? Whereas, like, if he is just a... However, you can say that it's saying the same thing if he can't tell that he's human or not, which, I mean, I get that. I... I get that that's the idea, that if a replicant was hunting other replicants, that would be an irony, I guess. I mean, you know what? But This is... this is like the Inception thing at the end where people were like, which one was it? And it's like, well, that's not really why we watched the movie, was it? The point <laughs> so, is that he can't tell. The point is that yeah, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah, it's, we didn't really show up to know at that. At the very <laughs> least, yeah, in reality, either one is perfectly fine. The only thing I'm really against is someone, <clears throat> the director, fighting tooth and fucking nail to make people believe it is one or the other. It would be like James Cameron fucking screaming every time he gets the chance that, no, the the top falls down, idiot. Wait, the, like, James Cameron? Uh, A.K.A. demonstrating that he didn't get the point. No, because not, um, yeah, not, the director of yeah. Blade Runner insists oh, 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 oh. that Deckard is a replicant and reshot a part of the movie for the director's cut, or, or not to reshot, but like changed up parts of the movie in the director's cut to make it more clear that, that he is. So he like did like a Han shot second kind of thing? A, yeah, a little bit. Because if I understand correctly, in the theatrical version, there is no scene in which that guy who's Deckard's boss puts a unicorn on the desk. Oh. And that unicorn scene is almost absolutely proof uh, uh, that... Deckard is a replicant because of the other scene that he literally inserted, which is the unicorn scene. So from what I understand, I might be wrong, but from what I understand, oh God, whatever his fucking name is, the guy who did the alien movies oh, too. I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah. Ridley yeah. Scott. Thank you. Ridley Scott Thanks, um, added, added several scenes to this movie. One of which was all of Deckard's random dreams about a fucking unicorn in the woods which is actually B-roll from a completely separate movie. Oh. 
and the scene where his boss makes a little paper mache unicorn out of a gum wrapper and places it on his desk, which heavily suggests that he knows about his implanted dreams, meaning that the only way he can have implanted dreams is if he's oh, a Oh, yeah, replicant. this is significantly worse. Yeah, that, I, yeah, I don't like That's that. That's very, very fucking annoying when a director would yeah, do something I, like that. It's mostly... Because regardless of whether or not he is or not, you only make it worse by doing shit like that. Yeah, this is weird. I okay, that's kind of a bummer. I mean, whatever. I mean, we enjoy the things, you know, death, death, death of the author and all that. But like, yeah, that that is a little wild. I didn't realize he went to that degree yeah. to make that true. The the B roll one is especially oh. damning, and I believe that much is ob- objectively true. Re- whether or not it's in the director's cut of the theatrical cut, or like which cut it's in, is what I'm a little fuzzy on. But I know for a fact that those random unicorn dream sequences are literal B-roll from a fucking fantasy movie. Hmm. Like, not shot for that movie whatsoever. He just crammed him in there to be well, weird. I mean... And in my opinion, so that he could set up the payoff later about him just being a replicant. Okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, this is... As far as setup and payoff goes, it's kind of smart. Yeah, I mean, I it, hate it just would have been better if you ran it the first time, right? Like, well, Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a technical sp- perspective, it's like, what the fuck? That's kind of weird. And then, But from a story perspective, it's just bad shit stupid. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Also, I'm convinced now that So that's I, my conspiracy theory that, seen this. that the Major has been brain wiped. And that specifically, this is what makes her a suitable host for Puppet Master. And the reason why he was seeking her out so much is because he needed a body that would also be able to fit into society. And he was probably under the impression that with his own weird twisted code of ethics in regarding humanity as equal, he wanted the one person who had so little humanity that it would be okay for him to basically nestle in there and, and basically be a separate consciousness. Um, we know li- we uh, her her comrade Bato acts like a completely yeah, normal I human. Want to talk and about by the way, too. has no yeah. eyes. Has no eyes. She has eyes, and they're dead and haunting. This motherfucker has no eyes, and still comes off as more so, human than she does. And that I think is also very. I, much I realized. Unpleasant. Sorry, Bato is the one that is also rather cybernetic. Yeah, he's with no eyes. Yeah. Okay. So. Allegedly, he has just as many cybernetics as she does. He is literally a brain in a jar, just like she so, is. He just it doesn't have to be naked. I, all the I wanted time. to add to your uh, your conspiracy theory here. I think he gets shot in the arm while he's like protecting her. And if I remember correctly, he he one hundred percent does. Well, that yes. part I knew for sure. I meant I think he responds in pain, and that's something that you like. A minimum, he responds emotionally kind yes i don't think he responds in pain but he 100 percent responds emotionally to the idea of her dying tries to save her and just sacrifices yes. a limb on the off chance that it would thankfully it deflects the bullet enough to sever her right. head rather than pop it like a right. fresh melon but like he still has like emotional connections that she just yeah. that's well, he's my point. human yeah there's no reason why right. he would that's that's my exact point because being a cyborg doesn't magically take away your humanity but for some reason the major has decided she has right. none and it doesn't even seem like a decision. Another reason why I believe that it's it's at least a fun theory to have that she has been yeah. brain wiped because 
much like everyone else, all of these government agencies are corrupt and disgustingly evil. And it would make sense to me if her project was, hey, uh, all this human shit's getting in the way. Let's just uh, take a human cyborg, but then like remove her humanity and make her a killing machine. And we'll just see how that goes. Yeah. And she certainly behaves erratically, but also in almost a um, a cyberpunk edge runners. um, Oh God. The big guy who kills everyone at the end. Oh, Adam um, Smasher. uh, Adam Smasher in an Adam Smasher fashion. The only humanity she seems to have is the, the joy of doing her job (laughs) because she is very enthusiastic about just full on war between different government departments. Um, The plot of the movie is that her section, section nine is a, Basically, they're just like super commandos and they're really there to like solve government problems with express precision and force. And they're beefing with Section 6, who is a military intelligence department. That military intelligence department accidentally creates a rogue AI when they're trying to create a a basically artificial intelligence that sole purpose is like espionage and industrial sabotage. And I believe they literally say those exact words. So they made a robot whose only job it is to hack other people and fuck their shit up. And then he became sentient. Mm. But when he starts going rogue, they don't want anyone to know that they were sicking that rogue sabotage AI on section nine on purpose. So they try to kill him to cover it up. Uh, The major who kind of suspects that there's something really weird going on with this mysterious hacker who seems to be able to hack military-level technology, who's just apparently some random American who's never been found, smells a fucking rat and immediately thinks it's suspicious that every time one of these guys pops up, that one of this guy, this guy pops up and does something fucking bizarre, it's always targeting the Japanese government and not Section 6. And there's that whole bit in the beginning where Section 6 wants that wants Section 9 to assassinate yep. a diplomat, a state yep. diplomat of their country who's, who's doing something he doesn't realize is bad because he's offering asylum to a hacker who's trying to flee from America. Meanwhile, Section 6 knows that that hacker from America, they're trying to Operation Paperclip him in because that motherfucker made the rogue AI that they like stole or bought or whatever or trying to use. So they have to they have to silence him. But instead of killing him and leaving a paper trail of, you know, everyone then immediately investigating what he was into, they kill the diplomat pretending that he was doing something wrong. And then um, the major basically goes, huh, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, these motherfuckers are always around when the puppet master is, and he just keeps seeming to do like a government level espionage rather than anything else. Because the, the puppet master's supposed plan was that he was going to hack the brain of an interpreter who was going to be at a meeting between a bunch of diplomats between different nations. And it's like, that's, that's so weirdly specific. It doesn't sound like a random hacker from America who's here to fuck shit up would give two fucks about like a bunch a diplomatic no, meeting I mean, between so these people. But you know who does? Section they six. They also address this twice in particular, um, where 
they talk about like the encryption style or the virus style. I think it's the virus that he uses and how it's like very, very common. And it's like, you know, not state of the art. And she makes a comment like, does he want to be found? And then like way later on, right towards the end of the movie, he's like, right. I was looking for you. And it makes sense that she, yeah, yeah, I expressly wanted to be found found by you. And you are the one that figured this out. So like, I totally did it, you know, like, look at me go. Yeah. And I think it's heavily implied that the AI's plan was to inhabit the body of this interpreter. And then in the middle of that big diplomatic meeting, do his whole spiel of, I am a human level intelligence and I demand to be treated as human. Mm. And that was going to be his big foray into the, into the diplomatic scene. But instead they captured him, placed him in a, in a bimbo body that was half separated as an attempt to trap him. And then he, you know, had to kind of work from there. Yeah. Because technically speaking, he was captured before the major knew any of this because they had his fucking, they had his uh, big titty ass on ice basically right after the plot for the interpreter was even known because as a rogue AI, he can literally duplicate his consciousness. Right. Right. Which he does. And, and then uh, the end of the movie is him, his consciousness and the majors are co-inhabiting a lolly doll from the black market. And she looks off into the sunset thinking, damn, this is a brave new world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And thank fucking God. No one's going to make a sequel out of this. (laughs) Phew. All right, well then, that sure would be stupid, wouldn't we... it? The adventures of of possibly um, schizophrenic major lady I mean, in the lolly body. If someone had done that, but no at one least, had. At so least we, at least yeah, we that would only be a shame. Hear the lolly voice for two and a half seconds. It sure would be a a damn shame if they got some white lady to play me Ooh, in fifty man. years. Yeah, that, that is, I I don't know who greenlit that, but like, what the fuck? I mean, Hollywood. I I mean. Again, I I don't care. Scar, I, you could remake this with ScarJo. That's fine. That's not the issue. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't have The issue it. was what we always knew it was going to be, which is that you think Hollywood's going to make a make a movie about how the future is so bleak because the government is oppressing everybody? Yeah, maybe. It's pretty dark I mean, for I them. I think it stands... Uh, do you think they're going to make any goddamn money I, off of it? I think it Fuck stands no. to reason that it took as long as it did to get to Deus... Shit, what is it? Deus Ex Machina? Was that it? Machina. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, that makes much sense. I was confused. Leave me alone. Deus Ex Machine Head? It's Latin, uh, bitch. Yeah, that's it. But Oh, it, got a machine head. It's better it than took the rest. Like A24. Got a head. <laughs> <laughs> it took A24. I don't know that. the next line, but then the next one's Machina Head. I'm pretty sure the whole song is just him saying that backwards and forwards. You know what? <laughs> he could be saying anything and I wouldn't know. But I, I think oh, it just stands to, to reason that, you know, it took how long for us to get a Hollywood type movie along the same lines. And that there have oh, been sure. others. Like, like we said, Westworld is similar in some ways and Deus Ex is similar in some ways. I think they only recently shit canned the Acura remake. Oh, that well, they that's were totally good. They shit canned it. Yeah, I, 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 Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm I did not hoping that. for a whitewashed Hollywood remake of Red Line just to ruin JW's life. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and that, that's so obscure, no one even cares. But the thing is, is that like I, I don't even care about the whitewashing as much as I care about the like the message. Yeah, washing. oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, and and it brings us back to the beginning. I completely understand 
if most people hated this fucking movie. Yeah. There is no Hollywood executive not not high on cocaine that's going to watch this movie and be like, yeah, modern audiences will love it. It's so slow and contemplative and acting and like visual driven. And it's simultaneously insanely expensive and extremely fucking boring. It's like a worst case scenario. This is a $500 million movie where our lead actress has to act robotic. That... That ain't I, good. I forget, <laughs> you can't make a I movie out of that. I was talking to, but somebody said that um, they were just, they just couldn't take anymore and they were tired of like all this grim dark that's coming out. And I just looked around at the moving anime scene and I said, where? Like, where? Yeah. Where are you getting tired? What grim you know, dark, motherfucker? Like, I don't know if we were talking about like Attack on Titan or like. <laughs> it's, it's almost been 30 like, years. It's just like crazy. Like, I just don't like where. You know, the movie was like, you know, when people die and like, that's the whole point. I was like, although I know where you're referring to and it's us reading reviews of, of, uh, of cyberpunk edge runners when they complained that that it was a trope that the guy dies at the end. What the fuck? (laughs) Remember what this is? Not kill a kill. No, uh, something kill. Oh yeah. A comic comic kill. kill. Something. A comic a kill. They're like, it's all like what a comic a kill. This now. is it's just like off. them signaling. You know what? Ghost this. of the Shell really just ripped off no, a comic a kill. That's that's what <laughs> I'm this thinking. This is this is just a bleak movie about sad things. It really just ripped off psychopaths. <laughs> let's be honest. You may as well just know, say that crime is on the rise within America. You know, like yeah, oh yeah, it just gets more yeah. screen time. So clearly, crime is on the rise. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking well, about? Marvel exists. Motherfucker, there ain't no goddamn crime in this world. The only crime that exists is the crime the government pr- does against itself. And like, that's but just you know what so I mean? like, great. If, if, if you're going to complain uh, about Grimdark in, like, in the age of Marvel, what are you talking about? Like, I know we already ranted on this. So we don't really need to rehash it. But like Black Panther 2 attempted to do something that was like serious at the beginning and basically just gave up because it still had to be a Marvel movie. Like... Uh, what's the most serious yeah, Marvel exactly. movie we have? Is it is it like Moon Knight or something? No, that was too goofy. I don't even know what I pick. What's was that, it Eternals? Because it was just bad. No, 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 no. What's that one that came yeah. out where like the mutants were locked in a? Oh, uh, uh, that probably counts. Yeah, like, the, uh, the like an asylum. Oh, X Men no, Three. No, 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 they were locked in like an asylum. It's kind of new, and it was like it was like yeah, the trailer made it seem like a psychological it. thriller. Oh, yeah, new mutants. Like that. yeah, That's probably the most serious it. one, but it was like so bad, and I, I doubt it was it, yeah. even like. Good. It was either called Mutants I think it's or the, the New Mutants. Mutants. I think. Yeah, I did not see it. So that's but, even, but even worse. then, it's I not like that, that has like yeah. a serious take on. So like, if you wanted to do dark in a superhero movie, the new Batman does it. And I'm not saying that it's like an amazing movie, but like, if you want to genuinely complain about like the gritty underbelly of society or some shit like that, which I'm pretty convinced is just them coding wokeness then like that's what you yeah. point at like i <laughs> no that's that's what it is that's what it is look look whenever someone says that something's too dark what they really mean is that either it's done dark poorly because it has filth filters yeah. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of medieval history. I'm sick and goddamn tired of everyone showing the Middle Ages as, like, normal things, but it's got mud on it. Or or then there's the the classic joke of the Mexico filter, which is, like, they had to film in... Yeah, yeah, they had to film in whatever Arizona... But they got to make it look like Mexico, so they just make it look like the air is irradiated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it out. There was a Reddit thread of someone like, like Middle Eastern movies in Hollywood, and it's someone like, 
uh, like, you know, adding that little heat wave. But then everyone keeps adding on to it in a TikTok thread. It's like a random camel eating yeah. a woman turning her head with, like, the scarf over her thing. <laughs> like, the, the, the random eagle in the background. The woman singing in a foreign language. And a guy coming, welcome to Arabia. And it's like, yeah, no, these are all literal <laughs> tropes that Hollywood uses because they don't know how to actually shoot a movie. So, like, uh, yeah. we're in uh, we're in so... Or they're doing it know, as we're, cheaply we're as possible. We're in SoCal right now, but how do we make it... <laughs> Make it look like Arabia, I guess. Yeah, I don't it's know. <laughs> make the sky look like it's going to rain uh, acid in a second. Uh, you just need one woman that you see a shot but with of no clouds, mouth, and then it cuts away from her, and you hear, yeah. and you're like, "Are we?" <laughs> the the Wonder Woman fi- the, oh the Wonder God, Woman right. soundtrack. Yeah, Wonder Woman totally does that shit. It's like anything from ethereal like, woman wailing, anything like below Czechoslovakia, all the way down to like somewhere like near the Horn of Africa. All of them get coded like that. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> from Greece yeah. to South Africa, it's woman yeah. wailing. <laughs> I think that's literally the subtitle in like Justice League when Wonder Woman's on screen. It just says like melancholic so, wailing. Yeah. Like, God damn, great. dude. Yeah, Mexico and American movies, the piss filters God coming damn. out, brother. It really is real though. Is it is- <laughs> Yeah. But but going back to that, like it's so refreshing to watch this movie and to have like none of those cliche ass filters. Yeah, yeah, I mean absolutely yes. Like it, it, there's a unique aesthetic here that you really just don't see in other places. Even even other things that are like like this don't have this exact. No, same I, aesthetic. I'll say it again. This is so cyberpunk, nice. like definitely. And I didn't think of other cyberpunks also, though. All the guns, yeah, they are, are just guns. guns. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, some of them are a little all ridiculous, the but they are still basically guns. Aside from the spider tank, well, everything no, the, the else guy makes that sense. like shot the spider tank, um, Bo or whatever, not Bo, it's Boku, something like that. Um, Botan, yeah, Roku Botan. <laughs> I don't know his name. I don't know. I'm making but, shit like, up. That guy had a pretty insane handheld gun that could kill a tank. I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah, well, well, the one lady just had a bullpup, and I mean, like everyone, uh, she had like a weird break open bullpup that. I mean, whatever. It's it just fires no, a big. I, I'm gun. fine with like, it. Uh, I, this is not really like a had. real criticism. It is in the future. It's mm-hmm. fine. They're allowed to have weird guns. Um, but I did. I just yeah, thought it was interesting that he was like, "Yep, I'm gonna." T- gonna take down a tank and it's not like a rocket like it's just like a like a grenade yeah, launcher and, and they're very careful not yeah, to oh, yeah, show they it they are that that was a good decision so that's fine with me all right well where are we ranking this boys i want this at the top right now yeah i mean i think so odd taxi's moving down i mean i enjoyed odd taxi but it, yeah. it's just there are problems in odd taxi uh probably frankly length it probably could have been a little shorter they could have cut some stuff out i'm I'm glad we agree. Yeah, I, I think that yeah. this has to be number one for now. Right now, Ghosty Shell and number I, one. I feel like the what the worst thing we can say about this movie is that it um it does like the weird nudity that we can't exactly justify. Um, but like even that, I'm still not necessarily sold that there's no reason. I if someone has a reason, uh, leave it in the comments below. Um, but uh, no, if there is like an actual reason, I'd like to hear it because I, I I just clearly they made a solid product. Uh, this is a good story. I want to believe that there's just something I'm missing. And in how many times we've gotten burned in anime is low because of how bad yeah. anime is, so I never trust them. So I, I'm trying to do that for once. I'm trying to believe in the author on this, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just something I haven't considered. All right. Well, so that brings us to next week. Uh, next week it is the producer's pick. 
Uh, it is initial D. Now, he has in parentheses first stage. Producer, could you hop on for 0.4 seconds and tell us what you mean by that? I think it's, I think it's the name. I think it just means the first stage. I think it just means the first stage. I think it means the, I think it means the first stage, which is referring to the first either 12 or 24, but I don't, I don't personally know. I'll have to check it and we'll, okay, we'll, that's fine. we'll talk sideways. So you... It's so on Hulu, you've heard baby. it here. We are going to be watching uh, Initial D, picked by our producer, or probably talking about uh, the 2000, uh, 2006 uh, what, Space uh, Odyssey series, uh, Tokyo Drift, whatever that is. Probably just talking about that, too. Uh, seeing as we talk Wait, about Fast an anime. And We're going to talk about the music for 20 minutes, and then well, yeah, that's what I mean. we're, we're going to talk about Tokyo like, yeah. Drift. We're just going to talk about a Hollywood movie after talking about But the music is so Wait, Is it actually good? good or The music? It, are you it, kidding me? Yes! Oh my God! I've, I've never seen it, and I'm very first of all. Excited. First of all, you're, you're gonna you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear okay. it. Okay. I no, I, don't I couldn't tell if we were doing a Fast and Furious joke because like I was making motherfucker, a motherfucker, oh, motherfucker. Okay. One, you've heard right. this a billion times. Second, uh, producer, I expect clips of every every wow, one of these okay. wonderful he tracks. Expect, he demands. Okay. Well, I mean, we pay him like a lot DMCA, of money, so. right? Shut up, Ethan. You know that's like DMCA. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is prime '90s Euro trash, and I love oh, it. Man. Oh, but man. But no, I'm, I'm actually scary, excited to watch man. Initial D. Good or bad? I haven't seen it. Now I'll be able to say I've seen it, uh, and uh, it'll be fun. So unless you guys got anything to say, I think that'll uh, wrap up this week, and we'll just look forward to another hopefully good anime. Initial yeah, D, definitely. All right. See you. See you. Bye-bye. You and that itchy trigger finger When you gotta go, brother, you gotta go. Inkeeper! Remember? Get the